Hi, welcome to today's podcast, Sobriety Rocks, Fernando Alcoholic. Let us open this meeting with a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change those things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Today's daily reflection says, November 21st, a classic prayer. Lord, make me a channel of thy peace, that where there is hatred, I may bring love. That where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness. That where there is discord, I may bring harmony. That where there is error, I may bring truth. That where there is doubt, I may bring faith. That where there is despair, I may bring hope. That where there are shadows, I may bring light. That where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted, to understand than to be understood, to love than to be loved. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds, it is by forgiving that one is forgiven, it is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. Amen. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 99. No matter where I am in my spiritual growth, the St. Francis prayer helps me improve my conscious contact with the God of my understanding. I think that one of the great advantages of my faith in God is that I do not understand Him. Woohoo! Him, her, or what? It may be that my relationship with my higher power it is so fruitful that I do not have to understand Him. Understand? All that I am certain of is that if I work the 11th step regularly, as best as I can, I will continue to improve my conscious contact. I will know His will for me, and I will have the power to carry it out. Hey Amen. What a great reading. I, I used, The best way that I understood God, go to meetings, drink the coffee, eat the cookies, and share. My life is going good. That was a testimony enough of the miracles of the program, the miracles of God. And whatever was three feet in front of me, I would do. When they, uh, uh, a lady came by, she was three feet in front of me, and she had Google eyes. Uh, 12 years ago, she's my wife. Anything that comes three feet before you, um, it's God's will for you. Whatever is in front of me, I don't have to keep asking God what is his will. I just get to, to work. Whatever needs to be right I write it. That's his will. Not rocket science. Um, A lot of times I've been directed for work and places, and I almost cut the string. The string is like a little uh, sewing string, and I almost busted it of judging it. I don't want to go across town and make an application. I'm too young for that. I'm too old for that. Hey, just go. Especially if you're getting that information in the 12-step uh, environment, uh, God, every time God's will is of little, little uh, vapor, and you can easily judge it away, you know, and so relax, we're not God, I'm, a, I'm living by spiritual principles, means I'm going to get uh, hunches, I'm going to get uh, words from others, considerations, like I'm talking to you now. There's probably a big blessing come your way. Just start saying, yes, God, yes, whatever it is, have some guts, have some guts. 
and just say, yes, God, yes, yes. You need to say yes to the abundance that God has for us and not be scared of the yets. Yet, yet, yet. Program is happy, joyous, and freedom. That's freedom. Freedom from the yes that someday, oh, I'm going to drink. Oh, I'm going to blow it again. Oh, I'm going to say the wrong thing. Guess what? We are going to blow it. We are going to say the wrong thing. But just do it anyway. Just go out there and do life. Don't drink. That's, that's the key. Enjoy the day. Laughter and humor brings in the wisdom of God. Okay? Laughter and humor. That's my opinion. And I have no other one but just to enjoy the cookies, drink the coffee, and tell everybody I was a, I was a drunk now I'm not. That's all I know. All right. Let's shift gears here. We're going to be reading uh, November 21st. I no longer waste money. This is 24-hour book, people. But try to put it to good use like all of us. When I was drunk, I threw money around like I really had it. It gave me a feeling of importance, a millionaire for the day. But the morning after, with an empty wallet and perhaps also some undesperable checks, some bad checks, was a sad awakening. How could I have been such a fool? How will I ever make it up? Thoughts like these get you down. When we are sober, we spend our hard-earned money as it should be spent. Although... Perhaps some of us could be more generous in our AA giving. At least we don't throw it away. Am I making good use of my money? Meditation for the day. You were meant to be at home and comfortable in the world. Yet some people live in a life of quiet desperation. This is the opposite of being at home and at peace in the world. Let your peace of mind be evident to those around you. Let others see what you are comfortable, that you are comfortable. And seeing it, knowing that it springs from your trust in a higher power, the dull and hard way of resignation is not God's way. Faith takes the sting out of the wings of adversity and brings peace even in the midst of struggle. Fate takes the sting out of the winds of adversity. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may be more comfortable in my ways of living. I pray that I may feel more at home and at peace within myself. And my personal prayer is I thank God uh, for the uh, turmoil that's inside of me, if there's any. Uh, If there's any turmoil inside me that's causing and wants more turmoil. Amen. I get it out. I clean out my arteries by thanking God I have clogged arteries. Bad attitude, hurt feelings. Um, I spend too much money. I thank God I'm a gambler. Through gratitude and thanksgiving clears the, the uh, that I did it, clears my arteries so good, so well, that I won't do, after the eight failure, and I need a lot of failure, in other words, I need a lot of cleansing to go through my arteries of uh, by going after the problem. I experienced this through gambling. When I used to go see my grandkids up in uh, Las Vegas, 
you know, I had that, you know, that little bubble, that little thing in the air. Oh, a little stupidity bubble that you're going to win some money. And you can tell that no one's won any any money for a long time in those casinos. So I started thanking God I was losing 60. He wasn't losing a lot, 60, 80 dollars. But it was a lot to me, you know, when you were not working and you don't have any income coming in. That was a lot of money. And and I and so I started fighting the feelings. Thank you, God, I did that. Thank you, God, all the way back from Las Vegas to L.A. Thank you, God, I messed up. Thank you, God, I messed up. And you know what? At the eight and ninth mess up, after a few years, a couple of years, the tenth, it went away. It was, I was free. I was free. A lot of my friends have done this and with... Uh, some with drinking, thanking God to drinking, and then the drinking goes away. For Thanking God for the failure. The idea is in the obedience to the commitment. You being a man, a woman, you commit to thanking God that you're a mess up and you're not God. Then you're allowing God to run through your system and clear up the nonsense. Pornography, smoking cigarettes, vaping. How about jealousy and, and the habit of arguing? And you can't control yourself. Anything that you can't control yourself and you know it's not right, act like it's a good thing. I go get on my knees and thank God that uh, I overspent, I overtalked, I got angry, I got too jealous, I acted like a child. And you go and you be obedient to, to um, coming to the truth with the Father and thanking Him that you're a misfit. Woohoo! I thank God I'm a misfit. And the power of God, power of wisdom, the power of control, the power of stability, of rectitude. Did I say that right? (laughs) Of right standing. I love you. Let's get out of here. Let's pray the Our Father. And then right after that, Our Father, I'm going to start my uh, recording for those of us who have the same God as I do. With God, all things are possible. My God said that. Not with man, not with Fernando, but with God. Okay, let's pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for coming. Keep coming back. Welcome back to the uh, reading of Kenny Copeland, November 21st, Faith to Faith and Limitless Love, and a little bit of Proverbs and Psalms and see where it entails. Happy Sunday today. And God bless you. Let's go ahead and pray. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to
to know the difference. Amen. November 21st, Kenny Copeland. Gloria Copeland this time. It says, Give God the glory. Here is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so, so shall you be my disciples. John 15, 8. John 15, 8. Here is my Father glorified, accredited to my Father, that you influence much so you sh- so you shall be examples of my love John 15:8 Fernando translation There's an old full gospel tradition that says God gets glory from the wonderful way his children bear pain and agony and that the world is impressed by what by that What a life from the pit of hell This simply is a tool of the devil to keep God's children in bondage. The people of the world already have all the pain and agony they want. They aren't looking for a way into it. They are looking for a way out. They don't care what you preach. It's the religious people who get worried about that. The world, the sinners are smarter than that. All they care about are the results. That's why they'll come to your church when they hear people are getting healed, delivered, and set free from suffering. That's what they're looking for, and that's what God wants them to receive. The Bible says that God gives glory when they see the lame walk and the blind see. Jesus said, Here is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. What is the fruit? Lives being restored and healed by the power of God. There was a man who came to one of the healing meetings who was so far gone with cancer, he had almost no energy or life about him. He didn't even know the Lord, didn't know Jesus, but he came expecting a miracle. During the miracle service, the Lord told Ken someone was being healed of cancer in the glands, in the throat, in the chest. When the man came up and received his healing, he said, I left the hospital this morning with cancer, and I'm healed today. He went back to the hospital to, that afternoon, and the doctors checked and dismissed him. As a result, the man received Jesus as his Lord, and later that day he was restored to his wife from whom he had been separated. He got born again, healed, and his marriage put back together all in one day. Glory to God. Now that's fruit. That brings God glory. When we minister healing and deliverance like Jesus on the earth, that brings God glory. Let's do away with religious traditions and go with what the Word says. Let's impress the world with Jesus and give God the glory today. Amen. That's what did it for me. And John 15, the true vine... That's the recommendation that we read this from uh, Kenny Copeland. It says, John 15, and Jesus is talking. He's saying, I am the true vine, and my Father is the farmer. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, he prunes, and every branch that bears fruit, Even the branches that bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already claimed because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself 
unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Okay, so uh, that's the reason you want to thank Jesus for your problems because you'll be abide for anything. Do not be, we are not going to be disconnected from Jesus. Okay. Problems, gratitude, always be uh, praising Jesus and thank him. Praise the Lord. And every chance we get, it gives God glory and keeps us hooked in. Okay, when I'm full of, of uh, personality problems, I say, thank God I'm a misfit. I'm hooked up. When I'm full of gratitude and everything's going good, I thank God I am living it and I'm hooked up. I am the vine, verse 5, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can't do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered and and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my fathers glorify that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. This is how love and joy is perfected, folks. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, and to lay down one's life for his friend. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I heard my Father, I have made them known to you. All right, we're the chosen ones. We're very grateful that we are his kingdom. When I asked God that I needed to love my uh, my fellow brethren more, he brought me a, a problem. Uh, say, for instance, a sponsee that did not believe in God and was a pain in the neck. So I spent a lot of time uh, thanking God for the person over and over again. And sometimes I, I go off in the head myself and, I, and uh, you can't talk to a tree. You can't. The only way God, you got to thank God for that hard cement that uh, you can't break the, uh, the, the ground because of the cement, that attitude, you know, that attitude against God, against everyone, against you. And you keep working with that person. You keep thanking God, thanking God. So you go to, we say, God, bless the person. Bless so-and-so. Uh, bless bless his relationship with you, God. Bless the relationship with his, with his employer, with his uh, son and daughters, with any of his family members. You know, you pray around the guy, his responsibilities, because he's not doing it. That's how I learned greater love, folks. It broke my my old hurts. And I was able to let them go by working with a very, very difficult person. And, and it says that I will want for him uh, freedom, joy, and happiness. I will, I will get to that point when I desire that for him. That's what Jesus did when he went out to 40 days. He was praying for us, not eating for 40 days. 
Makes sense to me. That's what it seems like, guys. We, uh, we become goal with greater problems, and we just stick to it. Stick to the formula. Don't throw in the towel. It's as severe as the problem is. We keep, keep thanking God for it. That, he's gonna, that God is going to uh, do the changes. We just do the praising and giving him thanks. All right, let's go ahead and read Limitless Love for today, for November the 21st. Today is called Loaded with Benefits Every Day by Gloria Copeland. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Salah. Psalm 68:19. Again, blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, truckloads of benefits, folks. Even the God, even the God that saves our soul. In other words, uh, Jesus took away our poverty, our loneliness, our diseases, our ignorances. Even the stupidity took it away. And he saved our souls too, giving us a ticket to heaven, eternal life. Isn't that cool? Thank God that I said yes to Jesus in that parking lot in East LA after an Alcoholic Anonymous meeting, you know, the parking lot that I said yes. The guy told me, he goes, put on Jesus, you'll be able to whip the alcohol devil. That made a lot of sense to me because the devil was trying to kill me. Every time I went out there, it was getting real close to, I can see death. And, uh, and Jesus says, changed me from the inside. Alcohol did not appeal to me. I had a paradigm shift. I had a, a, a revelation by the, by the clerical type. By the words and the truth, the truth set me free by studying alcohol, by studying and listening and reading. Uh, I heard the, the pop. Pop took about four months, five months for me, six months. Okay, Gloria Copeland goes on to say, <laughs> some people... Always put the blessing of God off until another day. Instead of believing to receive it right now, they'll say, one of these days, God is going to prosper me. One of these days, God is going to heal me. One of these days, God is going to bless my life. But the Bible tells us something different. It says he loves us so much, he loads us up with benefits every day. What kind of benefits does he give us? The benefits of salvation, which includes the new birth, freedom from sin, healing and prosperity. The the word salvation actually means soundness or wholeness in every area of life. Did you hear that? Wholeness in every area of life. It means deliverance from the both temporal and eternal danger. People often get excited when they go to work for a company that has and especially good employee benefit package. They're thrilled when they get a good health or retirement plan, but no matter how good those kind of plans are, they just provide benefits every now and then, and they're always limited. Worldly people have to be satisfied with that, but you don't. You're a child of God. You don't have to live like the world does. 
You have something they don't have. You have a covenant in the blood of Jesus with a God who loves you and wants to be good to you. He has provided for you the best plan in the history of mankind. And you can load up on his benefits, not just now and then, but every day. Just think, no matter how many of God's children draw on these benefits at once, they never run out. He always has enough to take care of every believer. He always has enough to meet every need. If you doubt it, read how God brought the Israelites out from the bondage of Egypt. They've been living as slaves, mistreated and overworked. Remember the straw? Remember those long hours? The mud? They were poor and no doubt many of them were sick and hurting. But when they apply the blood of the Passover lamb to their houses, they instantly become beneficiaries of God's great blessing plan. Within hours, they were not only free, they were healed and prosperous. They walked out with gold and silver, remember? The Bible says God brought them forth also with silver and gold, and there was none one uh, feeble. Feeble means... uh, uh, Lame person among the tribes, they were all strong in spirit. Psalm 105 37. That was no small feat. There were more than a million of those people, but God had enough to take care of them all. He had more than enough power to load every one of them with benefits. So stir up your faith and lay claim daily to what your loving God has provided. He will surely do the same for you. Let's say a prayer for get some of those benefits, folks. God, I thank you for the benefits of today. I thank you for showing us your example, Lord, of what benefits we're to praise you and thank you ahead of time, Lord, if we don't have them. Thank you for the benefit of life. Thank you that I can move my toes and my arms and my fingers. Thank you that I can stretch my muscles, Lord, and get the day started on my knees, Lord. I can, I can bend down and get up, Lord. Thank you for healing me with the blood of Jesus Christ. And I say yes to your benefits. Yes to your truckload of benefits, Lord, today, Lord God. Hallelujah. And then that I may spend them and get ready for tomorrow's new truckload of benefits, Lord. That I may get rid of them and use them and give them away, Lord. We thank you for your great benefits today. The glory that's in our lives. You carry us in your hands and give us all the good things that are in store for us in this life and in the next. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for dying on the cross for us and signing your signature with your blood that we have a new contract, a new arrangement, a new covenant with God. We're good to go because Jesus has paid the price, paid all that's needed. Everything that's needed is paid for. Nothing missing, nothing broken. We are made whole in Christ Jesus. God bless you, family. Um, I'm going to do the uh, Sunday Mass uh, next. If you'd like to stay, stick around. But God bless you. Take care. I love you. Keep coming back. Let's uh, pray this third step prayer, please. God I offer myself to you to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my 
difficulties, their victory over them, may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. Keep coming back, family. It's working. Greetings. Uh, We're going to be reading Limitless Love, about four readings back to back. So bear with me. It's going to be November 15 to the 19th, I believe. Let's pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is Gloria Copeland, November 15th, Limitless Love. Keep your doctrine simple. The scripture she's using is Matthew 15, 6, and it says... Thus have you made the commandments of God of none effect by your tradition. Thus you have made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. Matthew 15, 6. God is love. The truth is so widely believed by Christians that the devil knows he would never be able to steal it from us altogether. He would never convince the church to believe that God is hateful and unloving. So he doesn't even try to do it. What he has chosen to do instead is to talk to people into redefining love. By fostering religious traditions, he has deceived people into believing that God expresses his love in unloving ways. Because he loves us, tradition would say God brings us sickness to teach us truth We couldn't learn any other way. Come on now, dear Christian. People have received such lies and believe them. I remember hearing one woman give a testimony and say, The cancer God gave me was a blessing in disguise. I've had it now for nine years, and I learned a lot of things about walking with God because of this disease. I know the lady meant well, but I have to admit, the first thing I thought was nine years, even if God was trying to teach you something, though... Through the that disease, if you can't learn it in nine years, how long is it going to be or take? Traditions like that make the Word of God love no, at no effect. It robs us of what that truth is meant to do for us. It means to inspire our faith. It means to let us know God will heal us, deliver us, and meet our need, every need. But doesn't the Bible also say God teaches and corrects those who he loves? Someone might ask, yes, but it doesn't say he does it through sickness and disease. 
He does it with his word, as 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17 says. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the men of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. God didn't appoint Castor to the teacher of the church. He didn't send a Thritus to show you his way. He sent the Holy Spirit and the Word, and between them, they can get the job done. If a parent today found a way to give a child cancer and did it purposely to teach him a lesson, he'd be arrested and put in prison. Why? Because he is, it's wrong, it, it, it's mean, and it's the furthest thing from love. God will never do something like that, never. So don't let the devil talk you into exchanging the truth of God for a lie. Keep your doctrine scriptural. Simply believe that God is love. Amen. November 16, Gloria Copeland. Pass up the pity party. Pass up the pity party. And Caleb still the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it. For we are well able to overcome it. But the man that went up with him said, We will not be able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought us, they brought an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it, it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which come of the giants. And we're in our own sight as grasshoppers. So we were in their sight, and all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. Numbers 13, 30, 33, 14, 1. The next time you're tempted to indulge in self-pity, remember this story. When you feel small, insignificant, overwhelmed by circumstances around you and want, and want to moan and cry about how no one loves you or takes care of you, beware God caused that kind of talk and evil report. He is not going to encourage your unbelief by putting you on the back, patting you on the back and sympathizing with you, he won't appreciate your complaints. In fact, he probably says to you something like he said to the children of Israel. How long will this people test me and how long will they not believe in me? Numbers 14:11. Once you heard the word that God loves you, he expects you to believe it. He expects you to speak that word and act on it. Did you hear me? He expects you to Speak the word and act on it. So no matter how bad things are around you, you should never again say, no one loves me. You should never allow that thought in your mind. When you're tempted to see yourself as a grasshopper, overwhelmed by circumstances around you, take charge of your thinking and turn the picture around. See yourself as a giant in the Lord. See yourself as the one God loves. Open your mouth and say, God is good to me. If you do that, I can assure you it won't be long before other people are being good to you, too. 
as you receive God's love and act on it, you'll naturally begin to be more loving toward other people. You'll put into motion the law of sowing and reaping. As you love others, that love will be multiplied and given back to you again. If you take that path, you won't be overcome by the negative things around you. You'll rise up like Caleb and overcome them instead. You'll pass up your pity party, take hold of God's love, and do your celebrating in the promised land. Amen. November 17, Gloria Copeland. Be glad, not sad. Let me slow down a bit. Psalm 100, verse 1 through 4. It says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know you that the Lord, he is God, and it is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Psalms 100 verses 1 through 4. One more time. Be joyful unto the Lord. Let us be joyful unto the Lord. All you lands, all the earth, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know you that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Psalm 100, 1 through 4. I think some people have missed this verse. They believe it says we should serve the Lord with sadness. Yes, I love the Lord, they say, but the, the way is hard. The burdens are heavy and the battle is taking a toll. It's almost as if they think God is pleased with the price they are willing to pay for him, as if the more they suffer, the happier he is. That's the furthest thing from the truth. God wants us to serve him with gladness, not sadness. He loves us. It blesses him to see us happy and singing his praises. He enjoys it when we come into his presence with singing, not sighing. When you think about it, that's easy to understand after all. Doesn't it bless you when you see your children happy and enjoying the things you have given them? Wouldn't it grieve your heart if they were always dragging around, talking about how hard it is to be your child? You want to say, wait a minute, I give you far more than I ask of you. I work hard to make sure your needs are met and you have everything necessary for a good and happy life. The least you could do is appreciate it and enjoy it. Do for the Lord what you want your children to do for you. Cultivate an attitude of gratitude and joy. Do to the Lord, 
do for the Lord what you want your children to do for you. Cultivate an attitude of gratitude and joy. If you have to, do what the old hymn says to do and count your blessings. But I don't feel like counting my blessings. You might say, I had some serious problems. I need God to move in my life. That's all the more reasons to remind yourself how much God loves you and thank Him for your faithfulness to you. It's easy for God to move in your heart when you're thankful. It's easy for you to have faith when you rejoice in Him. It's difficult for the Lord to move in your life when you're about half mad at Him all the time. It limits Him when you're fretting and saying, God, why did you let those bad things happen to me? That kind of thinking leads to doubt, not faith. It will get you nowhere fast. So read the scripture right. Do what it says and serve the Lord with gladness. Sing and shout and thank Him for His wonderful love. Not only will He be blessed by your praises, they will open the door for Him to do even more marvelous things. All right, November 18th. What you say makes a difference. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Proverbs 18.21 God has said He loves you again and again. He has said it in every conceivable way. He has promised to express that love by blessing you, prospering you, healing you, and satisfying you with long life. There's no question about it, what God has said. But it's not just what God says that counts for His words and promises of love to come to pass in your life. You must say them too. Jesus said, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A good man, out of the good treasures of his heart, bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasures bringeth forth evil things. Matthew 12, 34 and 35. So many believers miss out on the wonderful promises and provisions of God because they ignore this principle. They literally put themselves beyond the reach of God's goodness by speaking evil words. They don't usually realize that their speaking is evil They think of evil speech only in terms of profanity or saying things that are ugly and unkind. But according to the Bible, words of doubt and unbelief also qualify as evils. See Numbers 13.32. In fact, any word we speak contrary to the word of God are evil words. It deeply grieves the heart of God when we put ourselves in that position. He never stops loving us. He never stops wanting to bless and, be- and deliver us. But even so, He cannot break His own spiritual laws to do so. And the fact that we have what we say is an eternal spiritual law. It is not a bad law either. It's a good law. That's the law that enables us to be born again by simply saying, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord. It's the law that enables us to put the word of God in our hearts, in our mouth, and overcome every attack of the devil. But if we misuse it, 
It will work just as mightily against us as it does for us. Our minister tells the story of a man in a coma. He was asked to pray for. The man was born again, yet despite the minister's prayers, did not awaken. As the minister continued to pray about it, the Lord spoke to him and said, Spiritual laws were set in motion long ago. They cannot be reversed at this time. Later, the man's mother and brother told the minister that ever since he was a teenager, this man had been saying, I'll never live to see 40. He said it again and again. In fact, he had said it the last time his mother had seen him before he slipped into the coma. Sure enough, he died just four months before his 40th birthday. That dear man probably just didn't know any better, but you do. You do, so act accordingly. Don't let the loving words God has spoken about you go unfulfilled. Agree with him. Put those words in your heart and in your mouth and bring forth good things all the days of your life. Say, every day in every way, I'm getting younger, younger, and younger. Can you say that? Every day in every way, I'm getting better, better, and better. Can you say that? Can you say, today I am prospering? Can you say that? Can you say, greater is he, Jesus, that is in me than he that's in the world? Can you say that? November 19th. The truth will make you free. Gloria Copeland. Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. John 8, 31-32 God loves us. God loves us and wants us to be blessed with good things in every area of our lives. He wants us to be free from all the evil and oppression of the devil. He wants us to enjoy blessed, abundant lives. But there's only one way for him to get his goodness across to us. Through the knowledge of the truth. You hear me? Through the knowledge of the truth. The more of his truth we know and act on, the more of his truth that we know and we act on it, the free we will be able to work to walk in more of the blessing. The less of his truth we know and act on, the less freedom and blessings we'll experience. There's no way around it. There's no way around it. They just, that's just the way it is. If there any area of our lives with a love one, if there's any area in our lives where the love and goodness of God is not abounding, it's not God's fault. It's ours. We are either in disobedience or we, re- we, lack, we lack revelation of the truth in that area. Sometimes people who have failed to receive healing or some other aspect 
of the blessing of God will come to me by will come to me complaining. Hang on, please. <laughs> Sometimes people who have failed to receive healing or some other aspect of the blessing of God will come to me complaining. They'll try to lay the blame on God. I did everything I know to do now, they'll say, but I still don't get what I need. Then just then you just didn't know enough, I answer. You just didn't know enough. You didn't read enough. You watch too much television. Your eyes are on the world. That's what I say. That may not be what people want to hear, but it's right anyway. And if we will pay attention on it, to it, and act on it, it will help us because the fact is we can always learn more. As the old saying goes, it's not a sin to be ignorant, but it is a sin to stay that way. <laughs> we have absolutely no excuse for staying ignorant of God's truth. After all, He's given us a whole Bible full of His truth. A whole Bible full of His truth. He has given us the Holy Spirit to teach us and explain it to us. He has given us born-again spirit with the capacity to learn from Him and hear His voice. On top of it all, He has given us an open invitation to come to Him and receive ever-increasing knowledge of the truth. Call to me. Call to me, God says, and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know, He promises in Jeremiah 33.3. There is no way... for you to increase God's love for you. There is nothing you can do to make him want to bless you any more than he already does. And there's no need to. His desire to bless you is absolutely boundless. There's no limit to his love. What you can do, however, is increase your capacity to receive by increase your knowledge by, of his truth. You can put God's word first place in your heart and in your life. With the Holy Ghost as your guide, you can daily search the Bible and seek wisdom as for silver and search for skillful and godly wisdom as for hidden treasures. Proverbs 2.4, He will surely reveal it to you. Again, what you can do, what we can do, however, is to increase our capacity to receive by increasing our knowledge of the truth. We can put God's word first place in our hearts, read it in the morning, reading in the evening, and in the and in the noontime, and in our life, the holy with the Holy Spirit as our guide, we can Daily search the Bible and seek wisdom. As for silver and search for skillful godly wisdom as for hidden treasures. Proverbs 2.4, Amplified Bible. He will surely reveal it to you. Interesting how the Bible says we can search for skillful and godly wisdom. I mean, you, you, you would think skills are learned by action and seeing and doing. Skillful, right? And godly wisdom by seeing and doing. But we're talking about words that glow, folks. These promises glow. 
If we see them glowing like pearls, like gold bars, and memorize them and put them in our heart, that's what would happen. They're going to glow. They're going to attract their kind. These words, the words of God, attract their kind. It's just so simple. The words of God hum, vibrate. We eat them and they vibrate in our lives. Let's go ahead and pray. Let's finish off with the Our Father, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back. Let's read one more. How about Psalm 23? The Lord is the shepherd of his people. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you, family. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for coming in today's Sunday Mass service. Let's go ahead and open up with a moment of silence, followed by the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for coming to the Sunday communion service. Please have your elements ready, your bread and your juice. We're going to acknowledge the Lord Jesus Christ, what he done in the cross for us, how he died, and the price he paid for us. As John chapter 16 says that he was the forerunner, he entered into the heaven. We are blessed because we believed in Jesus. 
We believe in his righteousness, that he gave us his righteousness on the cross. And he, and he has judged the enemy. He has judged Satan. We're free from Satan's schemes through Jesus Christ. Let's go ahead and take partake of the bread that Jesus came to give us. His life, the bread of life that comes down from heaven above, that restores us, makes us brand new, establishes us, gives us principles to live by, and the Holy Spirit to guide us. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for going to the cross and paying the ultimate price with your life. Thank you for your wounds, Lord, all the lashes that you received, the whipping you received in your back. By your stripes, Lord Jesus, we're healed. By your stripes, we're made whole. We are made whole. We're new creatures in Christ Jesus, made brand new. Let's go ahead and partake of the bread of life, which is Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for doing this for us. We remember you. Hallelujah, 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 amen, hallelujah, 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 amen. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you're the bread of life. You broke your body for us, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into our hearts and making us brand new. And at supper time, Jesus took the cup, signifies the blood of the covenant, of the new agreement, the, the contract that Jesus ratified for us. We are sanctified, made whole, complete, and cleansed from sin through the blood of Jesus Christ. We have that blood on our foreheads, all on our bodies, on our, our hands and our feet. We are sanctified through the blood of Jesus Christ. Satan can't touch us. We've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And the devil is defeated by the word of our testimony. Let's go ahead and partake of the of the juice that signifies and represents the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy is He. Our reading for today... Our first reading is from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 25. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will provide for all the peoples. On this mountain, he will destroy the veil 
that veils all people. The web that is woven over all nations, he will destroy death forever. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces. The reproach of his people he will remove from the whole earth. For the Lord has spoken. On that day it will be said, Behold our God to whom we look to save us. This is the Lord for whom we look. Let us rejoice and be glad that he has saved us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Though I walk through the valley of darkness, I fear no evil, for you are with me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In green pastures, he gives me repose. Besides restful waters, he leads me, he refreshes my soul. He guides me in the right path for his namesake. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil. For you are by my side with your rod and your staff that give me courage. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. A reading from the letter of the St. Paul to the Romans, chapter 6. Brothers and sisters, are you unaware that we who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were indeed buried with him through baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might live in newness of life. For if we have grown into union with him through a death like his, we shall also be united with him in the resurrection. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that our sinful body might be done away with that we might no longer be in slavery to sin. For a dead person has been absolved from sin. If then we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. We know that Christ raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has power over him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah, 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 amen, hallelujah, 
God Almighty. The Lord be with you and also with you. A reading from the Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. John 6. Jesus said to the crowds, Everything that the Father gives me will come to me. And I will not reject anyone who comes to me, because I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. And this is the will of the one who sent me, that I should not lose anything of what he gave me, but that I should raise it on the last days. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life, and I shall raise him on the last day. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. John eleven twenty five to 26. I am the resurrection and the life, says the Lord. If anyone believes in me, even though he dies, he will live. Anyone who lives and believes in me will not die. Revelation 21, 2. I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride, a bride adorned in readiness for her husband. Second reading from the book of Ezekiel. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 47. The angel brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and I saw water flowing out from beneath the threshold of the temple towards the east. For the facade of the temple was toward the east. The water flowed down from the southern side of the temple, south of the altar. He led me outside by the north gate, and round to the outer gate facing the east where I saw water trickling from the southern side. He said to me, This water flows into the eastern district from down upon the Arabah and empties into the sea. The salt water which it makes fresh wherever the river flows, every sort of living creature that can multiply shall live, and there shall be abundant fish, for wherever this water comes, the sea shall be made fresh along both banks of the river. Fruit trees of every kind shall grow. Their leaves shall not fade, nor their fruit fail. Every month they shall bear fruit, for they shall be watered by the flow from the sanctuary. Their fruit shall serve for food, and their leaves for medicine. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The waters of the river gladden the city of God, the holy dwelling of the Most High. Psalm 46, 2-3 God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in distress. Therefore we fear not, though the earth be shaken and the mountains plunge into the depths of the sea. This is a stream who, whose runlets gladden the city of God the holy dwelling of the Most High. God is in its midst, it shall not be disturbed. God will help it at the break of dawn. The Lord of hosts is with us. Our stronghold is the God of Jacob. 
Come, behold the deeds of the Lord, the astonishing things he has wrought on the earth. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, you are God's building. According to the grace of God given to me, like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation and another is building upon it. But each one must be careful how he builds upon it, for no one can lay a foundation other than the one that is there, namely Jesus Christ. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone destroy God's temple, God will destroy that person. For the temple of God, which you are, is holy. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his counts unto you and smile on you and be merciful to you and show you his kindness. Go in the name of the Lord. Our mass service has ended. Greet each other with with a hand of peace and, and count your blessings, enjoy your life, the life God has given you. You're washed by the blood, you're clean, you're all clean by the word of God. Amen. God bless you, family. See you next week. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.